As a mom, you wear a lot of hats, and sometimes it seems like you're going in a million directions at once. At the 29-Minute Mom, we want to give you the tools to bring it all under control and reach your highest potential. If you give us a few minutes, we'll help you find those extra hours you need every week to achieve balance and satisfaction in everything you're trying to get done. The 29-Minute Mom. It's time just for you. And now, here's your host, life's organization expert, author and coach, Jennifer Ford Berry. Hello, mamas. It's Jennifer Ford Berry back again with another episode of the 29 Minute Mom. And we are going to get into a story that I swear could be on Dateline, should be on Dateline. Um, should be covered by the news because it is a very powerful story about what's going on in the world today um, and how some of this stuff has just gone way too far. I'm am happy to invite my guest that was on a previous episode, episode three. You're going to definitely want to go back to that episode um, where we had uh, Laura Kep on the show. So welcome again, Laura, Thank to the 29 Jen. Minute Mom. Thank you. Laura, just as a recap, is a author of the book Broken, and she's also a naturopathic doctor. Um, we talk a lot in episode three about your book, about this yeah. just horrible um, accident that happened to your daughter. Yeah. And um, it's been how many years she, we're not going to get into all the details of what um, happened because you'll can listen to episode three, but um, your daughter was in a terrible, terrible car accident. And by the grace of God, she lived and you wrote a book about that story and about your faith to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, so how many years ago was that? 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So just real quick, because we're also, again, talking about a powerful story that happened to your daughter, Cassie, and she is now... 27 years old. 27 years old. Give us a real quick, um, you know, last time we spoke with you, she had left the hospital and she had so, such a long battle ahead of her. Um, How is Cassie doing today? Do you want to just share with the listeners? Um, So she's come very far. Um, Absolutely. She's, she's healed in many ways. Um, She is, uh, we're so thankful and grateful to God for, for healing her and bringing her this far that she's able to walk and she's able to um, you know, live pretty much as a normal human being. Um, we, we have noticed over the last year or so, um, a slight little bit, she has short-term memory deficits, um, because of the trait traumatic brain injuries. Um, she has several brain bleeds and things like that. Um, she has nerve damage down her left leg. She had, had a crushed pelvis in the accident. So there, um, is a lot of, uh, screws and plates holding her all together in her midsection. Um, but what has been a a big proponent is the brain of what's going on with her brain as of late. So we actually, um, did have an MRI done, uh, just a few months back and we got some news, um, that wasn't so great. Uh, but we need prayers, (laughs) more prayers, more prayers. Keep praying for Cassie, please. And she, we found out that her, um, the midsection of the brain in the middle is called the corpus callosum that it is atrophying. So, um, and it is consistent as the, uh, the MRI report said with the major brain bleed that was, that had occurred at the time of the accident. So they said, this is like a, it's like a progressive 
type of thing that is happening with atrophy or you can call it degeneration. So um, we've noticed that she's had a, a lot more difficulty with um, concentration. She gets very, very easily confused. She cannot remember things. The short-term memory is a big, big problem. Um, she's, uh, she's a very confident person otherwise, um, but uh, you know these things still ail her. And um, now with this new information, we know that uh, I need to work a little harder and praying a lot more um, as well for um, God's healing of her brain. And I'm praying that he stops the progression of this atrophy. Um, the doctor said that she's, you know, possibility, well, she said she's going in the direction that she could be having early onset of dementia, um, Alzheimer's, and she's only 27. So um, I don't want that to happen. And I'm not going to feed on those negatives. I'm going to feed on the positives. And we're going to just keep talking about nourishing her brain and feeding her the way, you know, we should, and that God's going to continue, continue to heal her. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't remember if I mentioned that um, in the beginning that you are a naturopathic doctor. So you are very well educated in a holistic approach, right. um, which is important in, later in the show. I just want, you know, to ask everybody listening, if they have a quick second to say a prayer for Cassie and that, you know, we ask for God's full, full healing. Um, this girl has gone through so much. She's a walking, living miracle. And um, we're just going to believe that he's going to heal her, you know, and he's, he's there just like he was you know, during those three months that you were in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. So he will, he will show up for this. Mm -hmm. um, so we're here today to talk about um, a situation that happened recently. And um, it's, it's tricky. There's going to be some of you listening that are going to be completely um, just infuriated. Like I, I was when I heard the story and there's going to be some that may not agree and that's completely okay. We're sharing the story today just as a form of education, that's what this show is about, education, inspiration, organization. This is education. Um, and it's just to maybe open our minds and hearts to what people are going through, you know, during this time in our history where many of us are, have been traveling on planes and we're sitting with strangers and we're, you know, full of ver various opinions on COVID. Mm -hmm. um, but we need to remember that we are all, humans doing the best we can and we don't know each other's stories you sit down next to somebody on a plane and you don't know um who they are and what they're going through and so today's story i really the most important thing i want for everyone to take away is just maybe have an open heart and open mind for a stranger next time you run into that person and not for us all to stop being so judgmental so um, your daughter, Cassie was leaving you in Florida mm -hmm. and heading back to Buffalo. Correct. Um, and because of so many things that she's trying to overcome, yes. you were rightly so a nervous mom. Yes. I mean, all mm -hmm. moms, mm -hmm. come on, let's start with that. Right. When your baby flies right. and you're not with them, right. you are nervous. Right. And you know, it just, it just is the case or if mm -hmm. they're driving in a car, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, so you put your daughter on a plane. I want to first mention that you give her a list of notes on her yes, iPhone. She had to take the notes because it's like, okay, what do I do again? Where do I go? And how do I do this? Um, she, yes, has flown four. However, it doesn't stick and she doesn't like to fly technically. So it's not something she does all the time at all. Um, but she was 
going to uh, placing these notes in her phone on like, okay, you have to go, you know, to the front counter, you have to check in your bag, you have to get your boarding pass, those types of things. Okay, then you need to go to this gate, and you need to get on the tram, the tram will take you, you know, everything. So she had it all in her notes, what to do and where to go. And she also will even text me during this process or call me because she is trying to follow it. Or she'll call and say, I'm doing okay. Or she'll be, oh, what did you say? I, I'm confused. You know, mm -hmm. it happens. This is this, I'm used to it. This is how it is. I'm like half of her brain in a sense. Because of the accident. Because of the accident. Yeah. Absolutely. So she um, basically at this point, she's um, following her notes and she's doing everything she needs to do. She's at her gate. Okay. She lets me know. She's already called me. She, you know, I'm like, okay, great. Now you're just waiting to board. That's where we're at. Um, so she boards the plane and she is getting herself settled in like every other person getting on a plane squeezing into your nice tight little seat you have to do get your little you know put your purse underneath um she was getting her headphones out um and um she texted me telling me okay you know i'm gonna put my headphones in letting me know exactly where she was at i'm sitting down i'm okay um basically there's nobody sitting next to me great okay they're still boarding and um, I was all excited thinking, okay, great. She made it. Oh my yeah. gosh. I was thrilled. She made it. She, she got on, she's doing good and she should be home in a couple hours. She just needs to get home. Um, and she tells me that she's going to put her phone in airplane mode because it's, she knows that it's getting close to, um, they're going to be leaving the gate. And that was what I knew. Um, so she was going to airplane mode. I'm telling her, all right, you know, Mm -hmm. praying for you yeah. honey love you goodbye and, and then you get a call yes and she's hysterical she's hysterical so when the phone call came and I'm so sorry it was just like bringing me back to the day of the accident and I can't help it hits me that hard every time because I knew she should have been in the air why is her phone again yes. calling me oh my gosh I just whoa so for that split second it's lighting up it's her I'm going no no way why is she calling me grab the phone I, I didn't even it wasn't even like hello it was just like what's the matter because she shouldn't been right. calling me she should have been in the air and she's crying hysterically she's telling me mom mom they took me off the plane. They took me off the plane. I cleared my throat. They took me off the plane. I'm like, what? So, so tell us exactly what happened after the last text, a major incident happened major on incident this plane. Happened. Yes. Okay. So now going backwards into the incident, which I did not know of until she told me the whole story. So she had, um, the flight attendant had a flight attendant had walked by her and um she was at the time she i guess she was getting her headphones on and all of this and she was you know fussing around with the, the the mask around the ears the loops whatever she has ear problems and she's very um stuffy she has a tube in one ear and she can't and the tube had fallen out it was very hard for her to hear very muffly anyway she was getting her earphones put in because she has to play music so she can handle the flight and get herself into that position and her solar ears don't feel worse. Okay. That was one thing. Flight attendant saw that she was fiddling with her mask. Her mask was probably not over her nose and said, you know, put the mask over your nose, which she did. Then um, I don't know if it was a few minutes that had gone by. She doesn't have a very good memory of time frame, but it was only in minutes and said um, she had found one of her, her, her a medication in her purse and decided she's like, oh my gosh, I need to take this. Oh my gosh, 
she forgot to buy a bottle of water. This is what happens. She does not, she can't, you know, it's so difficult. So she forgot to buy herself a bottle of water. She had nothing. She is literally dry swallowing her medication and um, pulls the mask down. She's putting the pill in her mouth. Wouldn't you know the same flight attendant happened to spot her walking through the aisle that she's now got her mask pulled down, dry swallowing a pill. If the bottle of water, I suppose, had been in front of her face, she probably wouldn't have thought twice about it. And the flight attendant said, you have to pull your mask up above your nose. Cassie said, I'm taking a pill. She pulled the mask up above her nose. Done. She's sitting there waiting to leave. Within a few minutes, I guess a lady had sat next to her. It was the end of the boarding. And Cassie had a tracheostomy. So she clears her throat all the time. It's <laughs> all the time from the accident. From the accident. Yeah. So she cleared her throat. This woman who's sitting two seats over, Cassie's by the window, this woman's in the aisle seat, had heard her clear her throat and apparently was uh, offended, kind of stood up out of her seat, called her out, yelled at her, you are sick, you're sick, and started telling her she was sick, which she was not sick. And, and she means sick with COVID. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And so started flagging down the a flight attendant. A flight attendant came to her aid. And this woman starts saying, I feel unsafe. I stay away from me. She puts her hand up toward my daughter as in stop. Yeah. Don't come near me. You're She's making sick. a scene. Making a scene. Mm -hmm. And Cassie immediately, you know, as this is all going on, tells her, ma'am, I simply cleared my throat. I've been doing it for 10 years. She's pointing to her throat, pulling her shirt away from her, wherever her chest to show this woman and this flight attendant, she has a tracheostomy scar. Legitimately why I'm clearing my throat. I cannot help it. It is a call it a disability, call it whatever you want. I have disabilities. She's telling her I'm clearing my throat. Don't care. They pull to the back of the plane. The one flight attendant that had come to the woman's aid told my daughter, don't, don't worry, sit down. Just told her to have a seat. We'll take care of it. That was it. All she was told, she sits back down. Um, somewhere in there, Cassie also had said, I will move. I, I will move. I, she offered, I will move my seat. I don't care. There's other open seats on the plane. So within a few minutes later, um, there is now a man appearing on the plane coming right to Cassie, says, get your belongings and come with me now. It's very sternly. She's totally flabbergasted what's going on. She grabs her purse and puts her phone away or something to that effect. She walks, follows him off the plane. They step out of the actual plane door onto that um, the thing that hooks up to the plane and they're standing there. She's trying to get her balance, her footing because she's a little off because of her, her situation. And she's saying, sir, sir, what is going on, sir? She does not know. No one told her up to this point that she was being deplaned. She thought she was being moved from to another seat. Anyways, she, she's saying, sir, sir, what's going on? And he's very rude to her as she's very upset now because she's like, why is he so mean? And he says to her, it doesn't matter. Just come with me. Proceeds. He grabs, grasps her arm, so he put, his hands on her. put his hand on her arm and tugged her toward him because she had stopped because she was very, very confused. And she's also confused. So let's just make this clear. This is not a young woman trying to be, um, 
cause problems. No. She is a young woman with major disabilities and she has brain damage. Yes. She it takes her a minute to get her footing. Yes. She gets easily confused. Yes. She's just trying to, to understand. She's trying to understand what yes. they're saying. And she's also trying to overcome her fear of flying exactly. and take a big step flying by herself yes. and just get home. Yes. She just is trying to do that. Right. Um, so now this security guard has yes. put his hands on her. Yes, he um, and they've deplaned her. Yes. So he tugs her toward him because she had stopped. And um, she, again, exclaiming, what's, asking what's going on. And he basically told her, it doesn't matter. And then I guess he may have used the word, you're being deplaned. This is, I believe, when she first heard it. And then he said, just come with me and told her to stop talking mm -hmm. the entire time. So as they're walking through that tunnel, getting back mm -hmm. into the airport, he, um, I, I believe she said she stumbled a little bit again, like she kind of stops her. This is just how her, her body is the way she, she's trying to think. She literally couldn't walk and think at the same time. And she's scared. And she's terrified. What yeah. is going on now? And then I guess, you know, she, she, so she's asking him again and he told her just stop talking. And that was all she could get. Oh my goodness. So then they get out there at this desk. He's doing whatever he's doing, putting her in the computer as being deplaned, I suppose. And then um, there is another person working there and this man um, is trying now to help her and he's questioning her um, as to where do you want your suitcase to go and she's oh no in the meantime she is now calling me and this is where the phone call is coming to me at this point she's already off the plane she's been deplaned she is now being asked where do you want your suitcase to go and she's calling me hysterical now I come into the picture and I'm crying, getting this phone call. Why is my daughter calling me? She's supposed to be up in the air on a plane. So I'm horrified. And then she's crying. I could not really hear communication because it's just loud in the airport. And then he asked her, where do you want your suitcase to go? She's mom, mom. And she's telling me she just got put off the plane. She doesn't know why she cleared her throat. This woman was yelling or, or upset and calling her sick. She's trying to tell me that little piece of it as quick as she could. Where do my suitcase, my suitcase is on the plane. She says, oh my gosh, everything's in there. All my, all my, my, my supplements. And she needs these things. This is how we keep our daughter healthy yeah. and alive and yeah. doing well and everything's in there it's gone and the man says okay it can stay in buffalo or we can have it come back to tampa and he's trying mom what do i do what do i do i said okay i'm trying to think fast i don't know what's going to happen i don't know what's going to go on i said just leave it in buffalo we'll, we'll we'll get you there we'll get you there so at this point that's what he does and then he tells her he's going to refund her her money for the ticket thank you so much he refunds her the money and that was it. And he was great. He was wonderful to her. She said this he was, was a great. separate security, separate person. This is yeah. a Southwest worker. Okay. Yes. On the, Not on the, the security guard that grabbed her. No, he, arm. and now he's walked, he okay. walked, he's gone. He's gone okay. out of her vision. Okay. And, um, and I don't know anything at this point about him at all. Mm -hmm. And then, um, except for that, this man pulled her off the plane and he was rude. And, um, then she's walking away and she's crying and, she, and I'm trying to talk to her. She's got like the phone on speaker because she's just trying to figure out what to do. What do I do? Where do I go? Oh my gosh. You know, and, and I, I don't know what to do. And then this man, the, the Southwest worker had told her that um, you are being once you're deplaned, you can't fly. And, and she wasn't sure if he said, you know, 48 hours or whatever, we weren't 
hundred percent. So I went then um, telling her, go find baggage claim, please, honey, just look up, follow the signs. You're going to have to go back on the tram. You're going to have to go back over and you need to get outside of the airport. Just follow baggage claim. Okay. Okay, mom. Okay. And then all of, None this, of these were in the notes. No, this no, was not in the notes. No, so this is why she's confused now. So very now upset. she's thrown off. Um, and you're not even positive how to handle it. So you're talking to her on the phone and you meet her outside of the airport. Um, and you decide to go back into the airport. But before all of that, as she was trying to go to baggage claim to find her way from that part, the man that pulled her, that took her off the plane and that grasped her arm comes back into her view. She sees him again and she's on the phone with me, mom, like I'm standing there. Like she thought it was like, you know, yeah. that's how she's talking. Like I'm right there. Mom, he's, there he is, there he is. And she's so mad and she's so angry and upset and frustrated and humiliated and felt degraded over everything that just happened to her. She's like, I'm gonna yell at him. I said, go ahead, yell at him. She literally said to him, sir, sir, why are you so mean? And I can hear her, but I can't really hear him. He's out in the distance. And he mumbled something, it was muffly. And then she's like, you're, you, you, didn't ha you don't have to be so rude. And he, she said, I'm gonna pray for you. And then she said, because you need it. He went, go ahead. Mm -hmm. That was it. It was like, drop the mic. Yeah. But such a powerful statement. I mean, she I'm going to pray for you. She rose above yeah, she all rose of that. Up. And her state of mind is just mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, that part. And she has prayed for him. Yeah. As well as that <laughs> flight attendant and that woman that called her out being sick for no reason. Unbelievable. I yeah. mean, just such a, such a beautiful beautiful spirit she has and yeah. all that she's gone through the light and darkness um, yeah I the mean it's just darkness. how many 27 year olds going through that situation yeah. would say that to a grown man and let's That's just right. let's just hope and pray that she planted a seed because exactly those people on that plane just the pure judgment yeah and even when she says to them, I look and pulls her shirt down, know, showing, showing on a public yeah, plane, trying to, trying to show that vulnerable spot. That's right. That she, you know, is not lying. She that's literally right. has an issue a scar from that. Where was the empathy? Where was the compassion? Was Where was the, there was none, you know, as a mother listening to that, you know, the mother of a almost 20 year old, um, I just feel like I'm disappointed that no other adults stood up for her and yeah. nobody could put themselves in that person's position or right. maybe even as a parent say, right. wow, this isn't right. This yeah. isn't right that they're treating this young girl this way. Right. Right. Um, so I really, I mean, just shame on that woman for making her feel like she did something wrong. She felt like a she criminal. She was being treated she, like a criminal. criminal. That's exactly what she said. Those yeah. are her words. She's like, mom, I feel like I've been treated like a criminal. Mm -hmm. She was embarrassed. She was humiliated. She was degraded. She, I mean, you basically, she says, where, where are my rights? Mm -hmm. I hit, she feels I've been stripped of my rights and mm -hmm. my freedom. Yes. I mean, and I'm trying, she's claustrophobic. She's doing the best she can. She was preparing herself to fly that, to fly, to get home the quickest way possible and, and trying to do what she needed to do to comfort herself, to make it through the flight. Yeah. And, 
And I mean, and what, that happens? What, what has happened to our society when we're just becoming so judgmental of each yeah. other? And yeah. especially, I mean, if she had gone on there and just flat out said, I refuse to wear a mask, right. that'd be a whole other story. That's right. not what she exactly. was doing. Exactly. Um, but that's the thing that I really, why I wanted you to tell the story is mm-hmm. just so that we can start being a little bit more empathetic and right. less, you know, less judgmental of each other because right. there's so much judging going on. That's right. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Cassie, I mean, God bless her for being able to tell that man mm-hmm. who treated her so horrifically. I don't think he'll ever forget it. Yeah. How so, many people tell him they're going to pray for him after an episode like I'm that? last here's this episode I hope so too and that there has been a seed planting planted in his heart yeah. and he can say he can thank Cassie kept for that that's one. right <laughs> that's if, right if there's a transformation because yep. um it, it's important but you know it's interesting because you know going through this as a mom and you've had so many battles to face with mm-hmm. Cassie and God has been faithful but you're still really upset I mean have you tried to contact the airline and have they been sympathetic to your case? Um, um, we, we did send an email to their complaint uh, later that day. We were literally weeping all day long. I mean, we were just mm-hmm. so blindsided by how could this be happening? It was just incomprehensible. And we did send an email and she got um, a response, which was a standard response, basically just saying you were deplaying for being non-compliant and you could be fined and blah, blah, blah. Basically shut up and go away. Mm-hmm. That is exactly how we felt. Mm-hmm. And then she got another email from a person at Southwest that basically just said, you know, we're sad to hear you know, that this happened to you and that you felt the way you felt and that this happened, blah, blah, blah. But that was it. I mean, that was it. I know. I mean, okay, this is your, this is okay. This is standard. We can go ahead and treat people this way. This is not right or fair. It is not right or fair to anyone, anyone to be treated this way, let alone someone with disabilities. Right. That I, I just can't believe it. It's just, it's uncalled for. We it is uncalled for. We can't for. stand for it. We just yeah, can't. Yep. Um, as, you know, Christians, as humans, um, we have to look out for each other and we have to stand up for what's right and what's wrong. And treating somebody like that, no matter what the case is, just not okay. Right. Um, I hope that, you know, maybe somebody listening will help with this, you know, situation because I think it's, a, you know, our, our biggest hope is that they will make it right um mm-hmm. but they will that this story will spread and that other people will be um think of think you know each other differently on the plane um but we gotta we gotta stop i mean people are doing the best and like you right. mentioned if you had been grabbing you know a snack or it would have been perfectly water, fine perfectly fine perfectly fine for her perfectly okay her exactly so what is the difference yeah i mean yeah it is just it is it's crazy and i just feel like you know, she felt bullied, you know, overall after the whole circumstance. And, um, I just feel like it's, it's, um, it's unacceptable that they are allowed to get away with this under the COVID umbrella. It's just, I I don't understand. And so the, um, masking is, you know, unconstitutional, unnatural, and extremely unhealthy. And I believe it is our God-given right to, freely breathe oxygen and we cannot survive without oxygen. It's common sense. So we're being stripped of our human rights and our freedoms all based on lies. And it's a disgrace that this is happening in the United States of America. 
-hmm. It is, it's a disgrace. And, you know, I mean, furthermore, I mean, we having the fact that she's got the claustrophobia and, you know, doesn't even like to feel confined in tight spaces. I mean, it's just, it took everything she had to basically get herself prepared mentally, emotionally, and physically to endure this two hour and 20 minute flight. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens, you know? So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. And I, I, I'm sharing because I hope that it will help someone. But like you said, the most, the, the best way it can help others is for people to just not be so judgmental and con- everyone's condemning everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, they see, a, a, you know, the mask down on their chin or whatever, pull that mask off, you know, well, mm-hmm. I need to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. And th- these mandates are all based on lies. This is not healthy, mm-hmm. very unnatural. And there is psychological and physiological damages that come from people wearing the masks. It's, it's um, you know, there's a lot of studies coming out about, about that. And if people would just investigate, do your own research, choose, you can wear one if, or not wear one. I mean, I realize on the airlines, it's, it's the mandate. Um, I hope it goes away very soon. The latest I heard was that September 13th, 2021, um, that this is supposed to be lifted for travel. Um, I'm hoping that it happens sooner. Mm-hmm. And if you feel more comfortable wear, wearing it, then by all it. means, go for it. We just need to get back to free will and we yes. need to get back to compassion and empathy for our fellow Americans. Um, I thank you so much for Laura for sharing this story. I mean, it's just, you know, it takes a lot of bravery to come on and share this. I know, you know, every time I've talked to you about it, you still well up in tears. Yeah. I mean, any mom would understand. Any mom could understand it. That you difficult. just don't want your, your child to be treated this way right. um, and to be frightened and just treated with basic disrespect. Right. Um, right. But I want to also encourage the listeners, you know, if you're listening and can just take a few minutes to say a prayer for Cassie or, you know, better yet, I'm sure she would love to see some comments. Um, if you feel willing to write your prayer down or send an encouraging word to Cassie, we would love to share that with her. Um, and just to spread this episode with, you know, as many people as possible so we can spread the message of just pure empathy. Um, and let's give, you know, let's just put a lot of love out into the world for Cassie. She's been through so much and she's still shining bright and she's quite an example yes, to definitely. a lot of us on how to be a, just a better human being. So right. thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me again, Jen. And thank you to everybody listening out there, wherever you are. God bless you, moms. Till next time. Hey, sweet friend. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and burned out? If so, I totally get it. As moms, we have so much on our plates. It's not easy to take care of everyone, keep up with your to-do list and find time for ourselves, but it can be done. All you need is a step-by-step plan and a system that works. Plus some extra encouragement and accountability doesn't hurt either. That is why I want to formally invite you to my brand new coaching program, the Created Order Neighborhood. The neighborhood is for women just like you that want to live a life of order, calm, intention, and purpose. I promise you, sister, you are not alone in your overwhelm. All you need to do is to decide to move into our community today, and I will help you find more space, time, energy, and money to live a life of purpose and contentment. Just go to my website, jenniferfordberry.com and look for the created order neighborhood. Hope to see you there.